0: Sooner Nation, Longhorn fans, welcome to episode 23 of the Boomer Bebo podcast, the only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. And this week is the quintessential reason d'etre. That's reason for existence, if you didn't know what that meant. Reason for existence of the Boomer Bevo podcast is this week, the Red River Shootout, and this is our second episode of the week dedicated exclusively to talking about this game. Kevin, I was accosted today by one of the soccer moms. We've talked about the soccer moms before. We're big with the soccer moms.
1: Yeah, shout out to all of them.
0: Shout out to the soccer moms. But this particular soccer mom actually went to Mustang high school with me. And she was like a big time soccer player, like legit. And went and played at OCU. So in the soccer world, she's kind of a big deal. You know what I mean? And so I constantly seek her approval. And so I was telling her about the podcast. She's like, well, who wins? I'm like, you want me to pick a winner already? She's like, well, you know, right? And I'm like, well, I'm going to pick Oklahoma. She's like, well, what's the score? And I'm like, I go it's She's t- Keeping the heat on you, man. That's nope. It. Dude, I felt. Make you feel uncomfortable. A little bit. I felt pressure. That made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I, thank you. But I I, I spit a score out. I just said it. Okay. Now, are you ready to you,
1: share that with the podcast? Or are you, you, are you still too, holding until?
0: Is it too early? What do you think? I don't think so, man. If you, if you, if you 31-21. 41. 31-21, Oklahoma. Okay. All right. Uh, and you know what? I'm gonna stick with that, I think. Now, if something comes out and I hear that, you know, we got a different, you know, if, if we can get some confirmation on some certain injuries or whatever, but right now, 3121 and soccer Bomb, so you know. ahead okay. Go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: No, okay. So that is not based on if Dylan Gabriel plays or not. So just 3121, straight up.
0: That's correct. Okay. It's good. That's an agnostic to Dylan Gabriel playing. Um Soccer mom, you know who you are, and um, you do not have to put pressure on me. You can just listen to the podcast. You'll get all the information you need. on us On another note, though, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Okay, Kevin, um, what? Any update on the Quinn Ewers watch on your quarterback situation? Is he playing?
1: I'm hearing like no one knows for sure, except uh, Coach Sarkeesian, and he ain't saying. But from what I'm hearing behind the scenes, it is getting the likelihood of him playing is getting higher and higher by the day. So the way I feel right now, I expect to see Quinn Ewers on Saturday. If he's ready to go
0: on the field, if he's ready to go, he starts, right? I mean, we're not he's not coming in. He's not coming in for Hudson Card. He's starting. No, I don't think
1: we're doing any kind of rotation type deal. I wouldn't expect to see that unless, you know, it's a performance deal or they run in some kind of weird trick play or something like that. But no, if if Ewers is a guy, I expect him to start the game.
0: Uh, BV had his press conference today. He said three quarterbacks are getting first team reps. Um, that scares the hell out of me. I, uh, I'm i already on record saying DG is not playing uh, with concussion protocol. He's in concussion protocol, but I I just, in this day and age, I don't think it's a, it's, it's not a good look. We're already three and two. I just don't see a scenario where he plays. I do think he gives us our best chance to win. I've been clear about that. But the three quarterbacks that are working out must be Bevel, Booty, and Evers.
1: Evers, yeah.
0: And I got to tell you, man, I I don't know anything about anything, but I think you throw the I think you throw the freshman out there. He Levy recruited him for a reason. He knows what it means to play in OU Texas, but. You know what, man? He he just might be dumb enough not to know what he's getting himself into, and he might be able to go out and make some plays. I I don't know. From what I've heard, Bevel looks great in practice. He did not look great against TCU, and if he thinks well, that you was know,
1: a, it's a, it's a different circumstance. Look, when you're coming off the bench in a game like that, I mean, the chance for success is very low for the backup quarterback, given those I mean, thirty-four to ten everything's going wrong to come in. I mean, it's a, it's a bad situation to come in having getting all the first team reps or most of the first team reps. I'm looking, I'm not saying that Davis Bevel's any good. I don't know anything about him, but I would expect him to at least know what he's doing out there compared to, to last week.
0: If, if it's him, listen, you're probably right. You're usually, I usually right. Am.
1: Yeah.
0: You're usually right. But I don't know. It just looked so bad. The visions of what his passes looked like and the the indecisiveness and everything that went with it just has me snake bit. And it's not like this is a less stressful environment than TCU after already being up 34-10. You know, like, yeah, this, this is
1: seeing what this environment does to great players. I, I mean, we to can go through players. the list.
0: We can go through yeah. the list of really good quarterbacks that lost in their first game. Kyler Murray comes to mind, uh, Heisman Baker Trophy Mayfield. winner. Baker Mayfield. Jalen Hurts looked terrible in that game.
1: Yeah. Vince Young. Vince
0: Young. Uh, yeah. Every year yeah, Chris ben, Sims yeah. ever
1: played. Um, yeah, every year he stepped on the field. Yeah. Well, um, I think so, we had a – I mean, the only ones that won were, were Sam Bradford and Colt McCoy who won their first one. Yeah. So and They Cole both McC- lost games too. Uh, which one did Colt lose? Colt lost 07. That was Sam's first year. And was that Colt's first year too? No, Colt's first year was 06.
0: Oh, he won 06 against Paul Thompson. Yeah,
1: uh uh-huh. I was at that yeah, game. It was 28
0: to 10. Um, I was at that game. That that year, we've talked about that season with Paul Thompson. We were not as bad as uh, people want to remember. Paul Tom- That team was actually really, really good. They got screwed at Oregon. Your only loss would have been to a Texas team. Um, we were we were a pretty good team. That was a lot of fun. That ended up being the Boise State year, but still, it was. Yeah, a lot of fun.
1: won the you won the Big Twelve that year because Texas blew the game against AM. and uh, M the day after Thanksgiving, put you guys in the Big Twelve championship game.
0: That's right, and then we went up in the freezing cold and took care of Nebraska. And Paul Thompson was a big reason for that. He was. Yeah, was that at
1: um was that Arrowhead when? Oh when yeah, the big yeah, yeah. When they still Texas used to never have played in it then they played. The only time Texas played in it, it, was in Dallas and then in Houston in uh, 01 and then after the 05 national championship season and then
0: uh, 09, oh, was which is also at the uh, Jerry World. I, I thought Jerry World just makes the most sense, doesn't it? Now it does, yeah. After. I mean, playing at Arrow. I guess back when Nebraska was there, but man, Arrowhead in December, my God. You were just begging yeah, for 03,
1: weather. I mean, the K-State loss of the 03 season for OU, I mean – the conditions that day just looked miserable, cold, windy.
0: On the uh, more on the injury front from Oklahoma, Marcus Major is dude. I'm I'm putting him in the doubt. From everything I'm hearing, I'm putting him in the doubtful category, and I think okay. that hurts. I think that really really hurts.
1: What about Eric Gray? Didn't he he left the game injured? Right,
0: he left it, but I haven't heard anything about it. Okay. I, uh, J- javante J- Barnes looks good look good though. Javante Barnes looks good. And he dude, if nothing else, the guy runs hard. He runs so hard. And I mean he is zero. He's all pedal, no break, or whatever the saying goes. And he's really all good. All gas, no break. All um, gas, no break. Also, but,
1: I did see Gavin sacha get into the game uh late, he got a couple of carries, Freshman out of Colorado. It's a talented guy, really fast. He's hasn't played. I don't know if he's played at all before this.
0: He's supposed to have track like speed, right? Like yeah. Really, really fast. I
1: don't know if he has played before this game, but again, you had no Marcus Major and then Eric Gray got hurt. So you have to have somebody to come in and and give uh, Javante Barnes a rest.
0: The injury situation is just further compounds all the feelings Oklahoma's already experiencing because the TCU loss was really, really bad, but the laundry list of injuries is rough, but it's interesting. I want to see if you agree with this. So I was listening to Bob Stoops on the radio today along speaking of Marcus major, he contends, I'm sure Bob, Bob knows turnovers and running the ball that if the person wins the turnover battle and has more yards rushing, it's almost a guaranteed win. Is the game that simple, even in 2022?
1: In a lot of ways it is, especially when it comes to turnovers. I think, like, especially if, if OU turns the ball over, I mean, it's going to be incredibly difficult to have a chance in this game. And really the same for Texas, but with OU, especially with playing a, playing a backup quarterback, I don't know if the team will be capable of coming back from a deficit anywhere close to the deficit you had last year, right?
0: Yeah. So no, no, no
1: turnovers, man. Can't happen and- for OU.
0: And you know, I know it doesn't go in the stat column, but I also think that includes turnovers on downs. You know, because yeah, those fourth down pickups um, are becoming more a part of the college football game, especially here recently. More and more schools go for it. I-, I like it. I think you should go. I bet the analytics say to go for it, so that's probably why they do it. But when you don't pick it up, it is a gut punch in a lot of ways. It really, really for is, sure. and it, sure. it 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 gets the defense fired up. So we, we got to keep an eye on that. But if 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 Bob is correct. That turnovers and running the ball and and having the winning the rush game, that is not a win right now. That makes me nervous for Oklahoma because you guys have Bijan Robinson.
1: Correct, correct. But I will say this: the Texas run blocking has not been good this year. Uh, Pro Football Focus had a crazy stat; it's one of the craziest stats I've seen. They said that Texas had the number one rushing offense in the Big Twelve, but they had the worst. Run blocking in the Big Twelve. So number one rushing offense, number uh, the worst run blocking. They, how do they that just speaks to the brilliance of Bijan Robinson. That's just how good he is. He leads how do they, the entire conference how, in broken tackles. Okay.
0: How, how, real quick, how do they measure run blocking? How does that get measured? Is it yards I think after? By,
1: no, I, I think it's the offensive line, how they block, and how many guys get penetration against the offensive line. Okay. Wow. Okay. That is a crazy stat. Listen, B. John Robinson has more missed tackles than every team in the Big 12. Him individually, he has more broken tackles than every team in the Big 12 does
0: by a wide margin. It's, it's crazy. You know, I got to tell you, dude, up until last week, I would feel good about that stat. Oklahoma had been tackling really well. They've been game tackling. They've been swarming the ball. They've been hard at the point of attack. All of those euphemisms for good tackling. Last, last week was a disaster when it came to tackling. So uh, it's almost like which Oklahoma team is going to show up. If it's the one from the first three games, and even the K-State game, they tackled pretty good when they were around the guy. Um, I don't know. Um, one of my buddies who is a big listener of the BBP asked me to ask you which player from Texas emerges if you win, like if you win, there's always that kind of player that kind of comes out of nowhere that you weren't expecting. Do you, do you have that player that Oklahoma fan might get to know in the event y'all win?
1: Yeah, I think it's Jatavian Sanders, the tight end. I think we talked about him on Sunday's recap against West Virginia, five-star athlete, struggled a little bit last year learning how to block. He was basically a big wide receiver in high school and he's become a really talented tight end, best tight end Texas has had since Jermichael Finley. He's really hard to cover. Billy Bowman isn't there. It just becomes even more difficult just because they may try to cover him with Deshaun White, but I mean, Deshaun White, six foot, Jatavian Sanders is six four. Um, So he's, a, he, I expect him to have a, a big game on Saturday. I certainly hope he does. Also, I mean, he's been around for a while with Jordan Whittington, Whittington, the wide receiver. Um, he's a really talented guy. He just can't stay healthy. As a matter of fact, he got injured in the Cotton Bowl last year. It kind of really affected the offense when he went down in that game. He was always kind of the safety valve for Casey Thompson. So um, I think one of those two guys, if we're talking offensive players.
0: I think, um, I think your wide receivers have to be salivating after what they saw against TCU by Oklahoma. They've got to be just licking their chops. And it's frustrating because I thought we were going to make, see better strides in the secondary. And we just haven't seen it yet. And TCU really exposed it. And, and Xavier Worthy, and if to your point, if you're tight end and you're off receiver, are if they do end up being the standouts, again, not a great recipe for success for Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, I mean worthy, you kind of know what you're gonna get from him, right? You know, you know what he brings to the table. You saw it last year when he was a true freshman to, to play like that in that game. It was it was incredibly impressive for me to watch. I mean, I to think see
0: this dude come out like that. I like, think for I think for Oklahoma, if we're to win, it's gonna be Javante Barnes. I think Javante Barnes has to have a breakout kind of game. And when I say a breakout kind of game, depending on the quarterback, he needs to have almost over 150 yards. Which sounds a little bit, I, I know that's a little, that's like, whoa, well, he's never even run that's for 150 crazy yards. Have yeah, you know, and he hasn't broken any either. So, but I I mean, if Oklahoma, especially if we're going with Booty or Bevel or, you know, Nick Everett, he's they're gonna have to if if we're going to win, we're gonna have to have the running game. And at this point, I think our most explosive option is gonna be Javante Barnes. So for me, that's the player. If Oklahoma wins, that's who we're talking about on Sunday morning is Javante yeah. Barnes.
1: And of course, you know, the, the usual suspects, right? Marvin Mims has That's to true. have a big game, right? Sure. I mean, that, that goes without saying. And I think though, one thing about Texas, right? The struggle to put away games, right? And the struggles away from home. Sark has only won one game away from DKR. One game in the season and a half he's been the Texas coach. They beat TCU last year at TCU the week before the Red River shootout. That's the only road game he's won at Texas, right? So I think that's something that OU, that Brent Venables is probably trying to tell the team, right? Also, Texas hasn't been able to put away teams in the fourth quarter. You saw that Texas Tech game. You heard what Joey McGuire said. Hey, we knew if we just hung around and we kept punching them, eventually they'd break, and Well, they did.
0: listen – if 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 Oklahoma if Oklahoma can make it to halftime within a reason within three you know say say yeah. inside a touchdown mm-hmm. that dude listen that's going to happen it's, gonna have, it's te- texas is going to start getting puckered up a little bit they really will yeah. this, because of the, the, the doubt comes back the, the doubt, doubt comes back the Dow comes back, and as talented as yours is, he hasn't led the team to a victory yet. You know, a big time victory yet. No, he, he, he looked played one quarter. He looked great against Alabama, but the, it was one quarter. You know, a J, uh, Jalen Hurts said, "Well, I've played in the Iron Bowl before. Great, the Iron Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl. When these two no. teams meet, it's not. <laughs> it's it's no. not. And I are we homers for OU, Texas, or Texas, Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl? Absolutely, I don't care." This is the, this is the biggest cauldron in college football. It absolutely yeah. is.
1: It's the only setting where it's literally a home game and a road game from one play to the next. There's nothing uh, like it. The momentum uh, just monumental momentum shifts in that game.
0: One more quick question and then we'll shut this down and and, and get ready for episode uh, for the, our Wednesday episode. But this is another real quick one and you and I could talk all day about it. So just quick answer what comes to your mind. Which position group is in the best position to take advantage of their skills against Oklahoma. And then which position group is most at risk of being exposed?
1: Um, the wide receivers are the best position to take advantage.
0: Yep, I, That's it. Ex- uh-huh. And, my, and then the one that you agree? Oh, 100% because yeah. mine most at risk of getting exposed is our secondary. Abs- especially okay. if Billy Bowman's out.
1: 100%. Yeah. If Bowman's out, it really, it really puts it and a tough spot for OU. And then the position that's there to be exposed is the interior of the offensive line. Okay. And it's the exact opposite of what we expected, right? We expected the tackles to struggle, right? Christian Jones, who's the only senior on the offensive line playing right tackle. He's struggled his entire career. Right. And then we have a true freshman, Calvin Banks playing left tackle. Well, they've been great. I think Calvin Banks has given up one sack all season so far. It was on a missed stunt that he just didn't pick up. But it's the interior of the line. The guards and the center, they have not been able to run block well, and they have struggled some against really good defensive tackles. And OU with Jalen Redman, that's an area that they can exploit.
0: Well, I think – the run or the pass. I think – you know, I mentioned our secondary. I think our secondary is they've got to figure out some way to hold up. Right. We have to figure out some way to hold up because Xavier Worthy will stretch you, Whittington will come after you. And then of course we talked about the the, the uh tight end. I actually think our linebackers might have a really good game. I feel like it's time for Stutzman and Aguebu. And, and I just think the way that Texas they're a little more traditional. There's not a ton of quarterback run game. No. And so you're, they're either playing they're they're either playing with for an expected run protect the pass or expected pass, be ready for the run. And I think Venables has always been really good when he doesn't have a running quarterback. Like that goes back to when he was at OU in the, in the two thousands. And so I think with a more traditional setup, I think the linebackers are going to be in a better position to succeed. I, I hope they are. I think that's our biggest opportunity to make some hay defensively. Because I don't think it's going to come from the secondary. I think the secondary is going to be hanging on for dear life. I really do.
1: No arguments from me on that.
0: All right, man. Hey, listen. We promised our audience that we're going to keep these short and sweet. We've hit the 20-minute mark. We're going to have more to talk about tomorrow. Kevin and I are going to get to talk about tomorrow. If you've got some ideas of what you want us to talk about, uh, uh, Soccer Mom pinning me in the corner. Good – OU fan giving me some great ideas on who's gonna emerge. We'll take all we'll take all the advice we've got because we just love talking about this stuff and Kevin and I want to bring it to you all week long. Kevin We're just getting started. Just getting started. Kevin. I don't want exactly. And I don't want to peek too early, although I think with my score I might already have. Kevin, uh, to get my wife fired up. I want to make sure and know, are you fired up? I
1: stay fired up, man. Dude, I know so
0: you stay fired team. up and I'm, I'm fired. fired up. And it's He's all like you, Texas. It. Let's all, but everybody get fired up. Boomer. welcome